Hey, Radio Room lovers, this is another live show coming to you from our event on September 15th. It's an original one-off by Adam Lance Garcia, so sit back, relax, and enjoy, despite the sometimes questionable sound recording quality. No, seriously, it's okay. <laughs> Next, we have our final piece of the evening. Mr. Adam Lance Garcia, if you could please introduce us for us. Hey, everyone. I'm Adam Lance Garcia, as we established. I'm the three-name member of this team. Uh, just a real quick thing about Radio Room. Radio Room is a really awesome little project that Tyrant Rex, Steele, and I started a year ago now, and it's grown pretty intensely. We've gotten about over 2,000 listeners. I don't know where they're coming from. They're not my mother, because she has no idea how to use a podcast. Ready, Mom? Uh, that's right. Um, so just thank you for coming out. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, what you're going to listen to, let me tell you what it's about first before I tell you what it's called. In an era of perms and shoulder pads, corporate culture has taken a deadly game of shoots and corporate ladders. Jimmy Diamond is on his way to CEO town when he learns one of his rivals is planning to take him out with the deadliest weapon of all, a peanut butter cookie. I present to you now a requiem with a cold dark cookie of the corporate sales department. Someone was trying to kill me. This wasn't the first time my life had been on the line. There was that company getaway that turned into an 8-bit reenactment of the most dangerous game. Things got physical, if you catch my drift. The 80s may be business up front, coke under your nose, but back in the back, it's a hedonistic clock, a seagull, space-age love song to the tune of Reaganomics. Morning in America was midnight of the corporate world, the kind of Dark alley backstabbing, we thought went the way of the disco. It was all about staying alive, staying alive. And there's nothing more personal than a murder on the executive floor. What around the water cooler was that Mr. Stevenson had me lined up for the big time promotion. That meant somebody was going to be stuck in Cubicle City. Thanks to my Pantene Pro V charm and MacGyver level skills at climbing up the corporate ladder. Voltron. That somebody wanted me out of the way. The question was, who? Who? No, no, it's who. I peeked over the top of my cubicle and scanned the office. Bill, the hotshot accountant from Schenectady, was chatting up with Howard of sales. Bill was wearing a red and blue tie with green diagonal stripes, different from his usual solid. What was so different about today, Mr. Hotshot Accountant from Schenectady? Hey, Bill, did you catch Knight Rider last night? <laughs> I'm more of a man than the other guy. Bill had been vying for my job since 82, and I was fairly certain he was behind the entire picnic debacle in 84. Did he have the cojones to try to dump fire ants onto the metaphoric potato salad again? In the office, no less. He caught me staring and waved at me like we're friends. <laughs> I waved back and smiled. Yes, I see you, asshole. Ah. 
I leafed through my Rolodex. Yes, there at the back, in my unsorted category, next to my unused McDonald's, buy 10 fries, get one free card. Martha, she was sitting over by the Xerox machine, pretty little sales rep who used her Minnesota nice routine to get close enough to stab you in the front. Nothing in the back for her, I know. We had a thing in 83, back when I had a license to thrill. But then I got bumped up to management. I thought it was old news, but now the word is Martha's on the fast track to E-Town. Would she stamp out a charmer like yours truly, just so I won't go whispering about her special bathroom politicking with Robbie from the mailroom? Finally, there was Barbara. Executive assistant to the Mr. Stevenson, the big man upstairs. She's been out to get me since I got promoted to junior manager of sales, or maybe it was because I crashed her Chevy into a tree during the Catskills corporate retreat. Hangovers come and go, but the knife wound still throbs when it rains. I read the memo again. A party today, 5 p.m. Punch and cookies to be served. Peanut butter cookies. Damn it, it could be anyone. There was only one person I could trust. Hey there, Jim, the Jimster, Jimmy D, Mr. Diamond, if you're nasty. What can I double O do for you? Word around the water cooler is you're up for the big time promotion. Drew still had a full head of hair. Uncommon for those of us still in sales. Me, I've been balding since I was on the varsity highlight team. Drew never got a letterman's jacket, I bet. He preferred a sharp pink button down that would have shamed a topless Easter egg. You catch this morning's memo? Yeah, party of five. Probably Diane's birthday, you know? From HR? Hot shit. Those shoulder pads really make a man sweat, you know? We did it on the copy machine once. Got the printouts here if you want to take a look and look. They're serving cookies, Drew. Yeah, I saw that. You think the big man, Mr. Stevenson, will be there? He always loves these things. They're serving peanut butter cookies. Ugh, I know what you mean. Monday-level grossness. Stuff gets stuck to the roof of your mouth. You gotta take it out with your fingers. No one wants to see that. I'm allergic to peanuts. Oh, man. Someone's trying to kill you. Exactly. <laughs> You think it's Bill, the hotshot accountant from Schenectady? He's had it in for you since 84. Him? Or Martha? Or Barbara? Say, did you see Barbara today? She's been acting awfully weird. Maybe she's on the rag. The knife wound still throbs when it rains. I never understood her. I tried to get her in the bathroom one time, but she pulled mace on me. Luckily, I built up an immunity. <laughs> Bill, Martha, or Barb, it's the Care Bear Christmas all over again. Yeah, well, those are all plausible, Jimster. What's the plan? Are we attacking this head-on 70s style, or are we keeping it quiet, clandestine-like? This isn't the 70s anymore. We've got to play this close to our chests. Can't let the perpetrator know I'm onto him or her. Man, the 70s were the days, man. Take him out back and pop! Over and done with. Cover the body in lie and then head on over to Studio 54. <laughs> I'll see if I can squeeze something out of Barbara. I know how to make them talk. After that... You're gonna give a visit to your buddy in Schenectady? Yeah. But first... 
I sauntered over to the Xerox room where I found Martha faxing a stack of papers three reams deep. She had her back to me, hips cocked like a three-hole puncher. You ever wonder what a fax page looks like before it gets printed out on the other end, Jimmy Diamonds? Don't look so surprised. I can smell your Calvin Klein for men a mile away. What do you want? I thought you told me it smelled nice. I told you a lot of things, Diamonds. That was before. You left me, doll. Come on, Jim. You know it would have never worked. I'm in sales. You're in corporate sales. It's two different words. Sure. Keep telling yourself that. If you want the fax machine, it'll be a while. Your client out in Miami. Nah, just need to grab a manila folder. See? You going to the party later today? Party? For Diane, you know. From HR. You know parties aren't really my thing. Not since. Not since the picnic in 84. I remember. Well, you stay cool, Martha. You too, Jimmy Diamonds. You too. I can see Barbara's legs from here, the kind that can crack a man open like a lobster claw. She had gotten a new perm since I last saw her. Frizzy hair that would make Delta Burke jealous. She was blowing on her nails, hot pink nail polish that glowed in the buzzing fluorescent lights. If there's one man I never thought I'd see walk through my cubicle opening, it's you, Jimmy Diamond. You might still work here, but that won't stop me from calling security on your balding ass. Calm down, sweet cheeks. I'm not here to see you. Just dropping off the quarterly sales report for Mr. Stevenson. See, I'm waving the manila folder flag truce. Little early for that, isn't it, Diamond? Sure, but why not? I figured the big man might want to catch a look at my numbers. Well, let me read. Hmm. Mm. This is not bad, Diamond. Mr. Stevenson will be happy to see these, I'm sure. You were always his favorite. Who am I to disagree with, Mr. Stevenson? Word around the water cooler is you're up for the big time promotion. Is that what they're saying? No, don't act coy with me, Diamond. I know how you play the game. There are plenty of people here that deserve that promotion more than you, so don't act like you're the only one with a seat waiting for you in the corner office. It's a good office, away from the maddening crowd. You close the door, nobody can hear you scream. Piss off, Diamond, and don't let that hang in there kitty poster hit you on your way out. <laughs> I'll try my best. Oh, uh, and Diamond? Yeah? You gonna be at the party this afternoon? I hear there are cookies. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Bill waved me into his office. He was in the middle of a conference call using that new speakerphone function, so I sat down silently on his office couch. It was a bright green pleather, which played well with the hot pink and cool blue of the walls. Bill fancied himself the New York City version of Sonny Crockett, but he wasn't wearing an Armani jacket over a t-shirt, let me tell you. Not with his salary. Bill hung up from his comp call and gave me a smile as empty as Carter's campaign promises. What can I do for you, Jim? Word around the water cooler is for the big time promotion. That's what they're saying. Numbers are looking pretty good, but I'm not going to cash in my stock options before they ring the opening bell. You excited about this afternoon's party? Party's a party, right? Always a good time. 
Mr. Stevenson will probably be there. You know, he loves those things. Hey, these golf clubs, huh? Made of the same stuff they put in a space shuttle. Here, got them for steel. That with the cups and pens on the floor are for makeshift miniature golf. Well, my long arm's great, but, you know, putting. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta practice when you can, right? Anyway, not that I don't appreciate the visit, Jim, but this clearly isn't a social call. What makes you say that? Well, the simple fact that you've never made a social call. In fact, ever since you got stabbed during that picnic debacle back in 84, there's potato salad all over the place. I don't think we shared more than a few words outside the conference room. Has it really been four years? I swear it was only two. You ought to ease up on the white stuff, comedian. You should have seen my stand-up. I shouted a lot and then I smashed the watermelons. It was fun until I got that cease and desist letter. <laughs> hey, speaking of smashing, how's your golf game? I know nothing of Bill's golf game, but I'm very glad his aim was off that day. His putter whooshed past my ear, smashing into a desk in a flurry of wood shards and paper. I dove off of the couch and rolled over towards the opposite end of the room. Finding my feet, I whirled around to find Bill holding his now crooked putter out at me like a pathetic sword. Ah, so golf's not your game, huh? Well, what is it, huh? Why are you trying to kill me? Looks like you're trying to kill me here, buddy. You did just swing a putter past my head. I'm no detective, but that's pretty much attempted murder right there. It's about the big time promotion, isn't it? You're, you're trying to get me out of the way, huh? Wait, what? But the cookies! You made them get peanut butter cookies! You're allergic to peanuts, too? Two? What do you mean, two? I've been allergic to peanuts since I was 12. Ever since I was eight. I almost died after soccer. I can't even watch the World Cup without sporting a rash. I thought you were trying to kill me. I look up to you, Diamond. You've got the class, the mustache, and the chest hair of Tom Selleck. And I love Tom Selleck. Well, <laughs> if it wasn't you, it wasn't me. It means we're going to the 21st floor. Bill and I ran into the elevator. He had his damaged putter, and I had a stapler. Just in case. Hey, Jim, did you get that CTP report I sent out yesterday? The TCP? No, the CTP. Oh, the CTP, right. Which month? The latest. February? August. You sent out the August CTP in April? You always want to keep them guessing. What happens when August rolls around? That's when we do the Christmas bonuses. <laughs> Time flies, huh? Jeez, yeah, it really does. <laughs> Heading upstairs? Yeah, just got a couple problems I gotta take care of. You know how it goes. Definitely. Hey, Jimmy, I thought Bill was trying to kill you. Funny story. I thought Jimmy was trying to kill me. <laughs> Which explains the bent putter. Jim, why are you holding a stapler? Just in case. True. Is that a shotgun? Yeah, 12 inch. <laughs> how much does one of those things cost? I don't know. Like, 
I don't know. Some guy just had it lying around, so I took it. A little hard to get at it, though, with the lock and it being under his bed and all. Mind if I scoot in, gentlemen? Jim, through with Bill. Mr. Stevenson? Morning, Mr. Stevenson. Morning, sir. Jim, I hear you're in line for a big time promotion. That's what they're saying. Is that a 12 gauge? It is, sir. I used to have a sawed off. Reminds me of the 64 buyout. Uh, those were the days. Uh, well, uh, this is my floor. Good luck with the hostile takeover, boys. Barbara sprawled out on the floor, her perm billowing out over the floor like a frizzy red cloud. Holy smokes, is she dead? Let me check her pulse. Yep. <laughs> dead like Menudo. Oh. Oh. What's that on her desk? A note that says, Welcome to the big time, and a paper plate with mm. peanut butter cookie crumbs. Oh, shit. Someone's trying to kill you. True. We were friends. We started in the mailroom together. Those days are long gone, buddy. I'm on the fast track to CEO town. Oh, come on, Drew. You know you never had any chance at the big time. You're a mid-level manager at best. Not with you, Bill, Martha, and Barb up ahead of me. All you cats needed to do was eat some cookies, and I would be set. I guess that's why they pay you the big bucks, right? You got smarts. This isn't the 70s anymore, Drew. Yeah, well, the 80s suck. Stapler! Ah! <laughs> ah, you stapled my eyebrows together. Yeah, but it got you to drop your gun. Did you shout stapler? I did. <laughs> hey, it's only 4.32. We'll still be able to make it to the party. You still getting built? <laughs> Party's a party, right? Wanna wait for good times? Sweet. I hope there's cake. Requiem for the Cold Dark Cookie of the Corporate Sales Department. Written and directed by Adam Lance Garcia. Produced by Steel Tyler Filipek and Tyrant Rex. Sound designed by Steel Tyler Filipek and Tyrant Rex. Starring Gianmarco Ceresi, Darius Copeland, Bill Cozy, Catherine Frey, Rhiannon Urbach Gruber, and Steel Tyler Filipek. Check out our website, radioroomshow.com, for more information and updates. Also check us out on Twitter, at Real Radio Room, and on Facebook, 